Good evening. You're very welcome true to another episode of the Back of the Stand podcast, hosted by Mark here. Um, I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin. Kevin, we've had two weeks off now in the soccer. Are you glad to have it back? Yeah, it was good to have it back. Good to kind of fill the gaps of the weekend. So it was great to great to get back into it. Absolutely. And it, it, it makes a change from all the, the dramatics and controversy that have been surrounding Ireland for the last two weeks. It It's probably, it's gone from one crisis to another, really. What with new COVID um, cases coming into the camp and like getting beaten soundly by England. And obviously then they, they've, they haven't won a game yet. This, they, they went the whole year without winning. And then obviously we heard that drama about... Um, the video that was shown before the, the game against England, I'd say Stephen Kenny is glad to have the twenty twenty the back of it now at this stage. Look, it's it's nice that the the international year is over, but I think the the whole the back of, let's call it with the video before the England game is all kind of a a storm of the teacup. We see, thankfully, the FBI have come out and said, look, he's got no case to answer. And yeah, um, I was just watching the Finding Jack documentary this morning. Like there was rebel songs played in the bus in the nineties and. That's a no issue whatsoever. Uh, but I think from an Irish point of view, the the positives are is that we're we're still in the kind of League B of the Nations League. It would have been an absolute hames if we got relegated to the League yeah. team. We would have been playing with like Luxembourg and that kind of crack. So it's good in that sense. Now it's 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 a bit poor that we're now in pot three though, the World Cup qualifiers. But look, that's that's where we are. So we can take the positives that we're still in League B, that we still have top games um come two years yeah. time in the uh, Nations League pops around again. Absolutely, and look, I think that not to be making excuses, but I think to be fair to Stephen Kenny, like he's had no luck over the last two or three months, and that like the injuries have just racked up on them, and like it, uh, they kind of it's gone from one pressure game to the next, and I I don't know when it, when it was decided that they would play England, but I, I I can't think of a worse time that it would have come at. But I I I'm I'm slightly worried in one sense that. There obviously is someone in the camp, and it's been well speculated about who who was supposed to have leaked it to the press. Although Alan Kelly has denied it himself, um, but it's slightly worrying that there seems to be people within the camp that weren't happy with it, and that seemingly aren't happy with his management. And you'd hope that they're able to patch it up. Look, I, I suppose you don't know where it kind of came from, um, so we're only going to get a little bit of snippets. And yes, people come out to kind of deny that they're the leak and whatnot. So. Like, are we sure? Kind of, was it shown in the dressing room, or was it shown in a team hotel? Like an employee in the hotel, which was an English hotel, could have seen it. Like, there's a transition there still from Mick to Stephen. Was it one of Mick's backroom gang who are still involved? Logistics, yeah. maybe. You, you don't know who might still hold a grudge. I think it's best just to draw a line under it. Um, unfortunately, you probably didn't do the team any good. So, look, Stephen will know from now on. Look, there's there's no point in showing the squad that kind of uh, more. Probably not, and especially probably the fact that we have a lot of English-born players in it. But I think you're right. Probably just best to draw a line under it now. Um, I think from an international point of view, we're all glad to see the back of 2020. Like we scored, I don't know how many goals, one or two goals so far, or in 2020, we won none of our games. So look, we look forward to 2021, and hopefully it'll be better. Um, and like just to move on to the Premier League before we go through the results. Like we, I saw some positive news on the news there today that um. There's crowds of up to 4,000 going to be allowed back at, at, at um, sporting events in England now. So hopefully it's a return to some kind of normality um, because there's no doubt the last eight months have been testing for everyone. Yeah, I've seen that there, how it's 
up to 4,000. So look, it'll give kind of clubs in the lower leagues the financial kind of stability that they need. Because certainly if you're a League 1 or League 2 club, getting 4,000 a game will be good. And certainly people living in towns with one of these smaller clubs that usually go to a Premier League game now can go to see live sport. So the, yeah. surely most clubs will get the 4,000 each game. Look, as long as it's being rolled out in a safe um, environment that doesn't impact on public health, all well and good. But uh, wouldn't it be nice to see 4,000 people in Crow Park in December? Let's see what happens. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, we probably unlikely, but as you said, um, if it can be done in a safe manner, then absolutely it should happen and it will it'll definitely benefit the lower league clubs. So we'll, we'll crack on so and, and I'll go through the results of the the Premier League at the weekend. I didn't see many of the games myself, but um, I saw certain highlights of some of them. Um, so on Saturday, there was a number of games on Saturday, and uh, we had Chelsea winning 2-0 away to Newcastle. Um, we had Brighton winning 2-1 away to Aston Villa. Um, Spurs are really on a, a great run of form at the moment, and you, and you could argue they're the form team in the Premier League. Um at the moment, beating Manchester City at home 2-0. Um, Manchester United beat West Brom at home 1-0. It was United's first home win of the season. And I don't, I, I'm not afraid to admit it, they absolutely stole it. West Brom should have got a penalty right before United got one. And like it was one of the worst games I've seen in a very long time now. It was absolutely shocking. United were dreadful. And West Brom were probably safe. Um, and compact the West Brom deserved a the point there. United certainly didn't deserve to win it. It was a truly dreadful, dreadful game. Um, there was a goal first to Craven Cottage yesterday. Um, Everton beating Fulham 3-2. Um, West Ham beat um, Sheffield United 1-0. That was West Ham were away there um, yesterday as well. Um, 10-man Arsenal managed to get a point away against Leeds and probably just shows the fortunes that Arsenal um, have that getting a point away against Leeds with 10 men is probably considered a very good result. Um, Liverpool conti- continued their absolutely fantastic home record. Um, there, was, there was a lot of talk before the game yesterday that Liverpool were missing a lot of players. Well, it didn't seem to affect them yesterday. They beat Leicester City 3-0 at home. And just this evening, just happened just before we came on air, Burnley got their first three points of the season. They won 1-0 at home to Crystal Palace. Um, so I think where we'll start, Kevin, is the Manchester City-Spurs um, match. Josie definitely seems to have his mojo back, but I think it, for me, it's it's an indication of troubling times at the Etihad. Like I saw there during the international break that Manchester City lodged a complaint with Sky Sports over comments Roy Keane made about Kyle Walker. He called him an idiot and said that some of his play was idiotic. Now, maybe slightly over the top, but I think if Manchester City were top of the table and going well, something like that wouldn't have bothered them. Um, I think Josie's definitely got his mojo back, but um, I, I think Manchester City look to be in a bit of trouble now. Yeah, started the season the way they did. Did want and like that. We're we're nine games in now at this stage. Although Man City would have played eight, uh, but you kind of spoke there about United stealing the win against West Brom. I probably stole the win against Man City. Um, Man City a good chunk. trounced them uh, like just looking at some of the stats like City had I think 65-66% of the possession um, and like Spurs mm-hmm. then only had two shots in the whole game uh, so Man City probably unlucky but like they, they should have done much better right? like they have the quality in the squad that like 
they should have been able to score kind of with like Torres scored a hat trick for Spain there last week and with Jesus and Marys as well. So certainly a kick in the teeth from their point of view. But um as you say, kind of the Toy's been throwing over the prime no small bit with Keane and Walker. Look, the, things aren't going their way, so yeah, they're starting to bitch and more now, but else th- other things uh, absolutely and look you, you can understand that as well because I like I'm I'm a big Roy Keane fan I've admired him for, for as long as I can remember and look his comments were probably slightly over the top alright but to, to warrant a complaint the Sky Sports about it look you can you can understand and almost admire a club sticking up for um one of their players um, and that that's probably their job to do that but I think it was just a distraction, and it, look, I think we talk about possession in Manchester City, keeping most of the ball, and I think that's part of the course, no matter who they're playing. Um, but yeah, like you look at you look at their games so far this season, and you look at eight eight games they've played. They they've minus one goal difference now. They've lost two and drawn three and won three. It's been a very long time since we've seen a, such a, a sluggish start for Manchester City to a season, and like it's telling in the sense that Manchester City uh, ha- have had the same sluggish start to the season that Manchester United have, um, and yet there's so much talk about United being very poor in Manchester City. There's probably not so much talk. Look, I think they're, they're probably missing Aguero as well. I don't think he played on Saturday, Kevin, did he? Yeah, no, he didn't play. Um, and what's his name? Sterling came in off the bench yeah. for probably twenty minutes to go. Um, but it's it's just strange, as I say. Look, Torres had a great kind of international break, and just his use as well. But uh, look, look, we we kind of spoke there a couple of weeks ago about look the pressure being on Ole, and is it is Ole up for the chop? And then we spoke about Pep and what's going on with him, and he got a, a new contract during the, the international break as well. It maybe would have gone that bit unnoticed. Exactly. So. Which is surprising because, look, as you say, Man City's returned ten goals after eight games. It's it, it, it's not the Man City that we've come to know over the last couple of years, and it's it, it, it's certainly worrying for, for both. Absolutely, Man yeah, and like I think he's um like Guardiola. I, I didn't actually see that that he got a new contract, and it just kind of reminded me when he said it there that um was it a couple of weeks ago there or a couple of months ago that Alan Pardew's contract actually finally expired at, at Newcastle, that eight-year contract that he got. Um, they've gone through a lot of managers since then, but like Guardiola has been doing a lot of kind of complaining and bitching and moaning this season that like he's been saying that they need to be more substitutes allowed in the Premier League and that it's unfair and all that kind of stuff. So, look... It's strange. I, I find it strange that he signed a new contract, to be honest, because he doesn't strike me as a man who's particularly happy at the moment. But look, maybe maybe Barcelona might have shut the door on him. I don't know. Um, or else he's confident that in the long term that this Manchester City project will work out. Um, like as, as we've said previously, there's only eight games gone. There's only a couple. There's not that many games gone in the season so far. Like Manchester City are... On, on 12 points at 13th in the table they're 8 points behind the, the leaders it's it's not an insurmountable gap at this stage of the season but they'd really want to be bucking up their form now because like we've I've seen it with United over the last couple of years 8 points after 8 games can you come Christmas you could be 15 points behind the, the leaders and you're, you basically have no hope then at that stage 
Yeah, look, I just, just kind of just reading there. So, like, Guardiola's contract now is up until the, the summer of 2023. So, he's an order kind of putting all their eggs into the basket. Look, the Champions League is all they want. Um, look, they've won the Premier League and they, they can move on from that. But, look, as we say, look, I, I'm very surprised that they yeah. gave him the contract. The way the league is running away from Man City, you, you, you can't really see them catching up if they don't get their act into, if they don't get themselves into shape soon like so it'll be interesting to see what happens next couple of weeks before Christmas yeah absolutely and look um, like speaking of a, a club that seems to have everything in shape at the moment and seems to have everything going for them Liverpool like Liverpool probably they, they didn't finish last season the strongest they maybe didn't start this season the strongest either um, but by God they're after they're really after kind of upping the ante really they like they themselves and Spurs now sit first and second in the table, Spurs being ahead on goal difference and like I spoke earlier when I went through the result, sorry about that everyone, we seem to have had some technical difficulties there so what I was saying is before we were rudely cut off by our network um, regarding Liverpool is that they, they didn't really have a great start to the season but they're really after um, hitting a run of form now and themselves and Spurs look to be the, the standard bearers so far and there's no doubt, Kevin, that yesterday's result against Leicester at home was a fantastic one. Yeah, it was a fantastic performance by him. And certainly, I think what will impress um, Klopp and their, their following is, is even when they're without so many, they're big-name stars and the squad has been hampered big time by injuries and whatnot, is that they're still getting very impressive results. And 3-0 to Leicester City is a fantastic result. Yes, they're on a great run of fun. A great run, I said. Like they're what I'm beating in almost three years at home in the league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just fantastic. Like a, a brilliant team effort yesterday. I, I watched most of the game, and they from the they ferry off. They really did not take the foot off the gas, and they really hammered Leicester. So fair play to them, as you said. They're they're the they're setting the standard at the moment themselves in Spurs, and I'd probably throw Chelsea in there. But yeah, it was it was really. Really a fantastic performance uh, from a team that you, you just can't see where it's going to end, uh, especially at home. Absolutely. And look, um, I think that's the, that's the mark of a great team and the mark of champions that um, when they're down a couple of players, that they, just the strength and depth in the squad that they have um, was able to see them through. And like, like Leicester are a very good team. And up until yesterday, Leicester were ahead of Liverpool in the table. But again, at this stage of the season, we're positioning in the table... It's not hugely significant, um. But look, looking at Liverpool, like they they seem to be getting better and better. They may not have they, they probably finished last season probably not so great, um. But look, all yeah, my hats would go up. My hat would go off to them. They it was they were they were on a fantastic run. They've conceded probably more goals than they would have liked so far this season. A lot more than Spurs. They've conceded sixteen. Spurs have only conceded nine. Um, but look, I think there's no doubt when Liverpool are at the top and playing at their best, there's very few teams out there who are going to get close to them this season. Um, I suppose, look, it's just that they can do the cons- con- do it consistently over the course of the season, which they've shown they probably can. Um, you mentioned another one there as well, Chelsea. They're motoring along nicely at the moment. I think they're almost kind of coming in the back door, to be honest. They, they didn't really have a great start. Um, to the season, but they've been on a very good run of form now. They're after winning their last three games, they're unbeaten in the last five. Um, so I think, and I think it was the club as well, Chelsea, that you mentioned at the start of the season, Kevin. They 
they they'll be in contention. They probably they might not win it, but they'll be they'll come close enough. Yeah, certainly. I think what what um what Lampard is putting together at Chelsea, um, it's certainly kind of the good times are coming back is small bit. But yeah, again, I, I watched a good bit of this game as well. Um, kind of had one eye on it and. Uh, and like that, look like Newcastle this year. Even though they they find themselves in the bottom half of the table, have also put together some good results. So it would have been seen as a tough um, place to go. But like to be to be fair to Chelsea, um, and the team has put out kind of Timo Warner is really starting to come into himself. He he kind of made the second goal for Tony Abrams. Um, the first goal was a no goal that they were probably lucky with Chilwell probably fouled at the back of the post. But look, Chelsea there as we say they're they're they're, they're coming along nicely. Um, and they'll certainly be there they're about to come to the end of the season they will and I think that's probably what separates them from United as well speaking of United um, is that like it seems to be coming together for Frank Lampard but there seems to be a structure around it um, whereas I think the, you, when you look at United there's no structure at all they, in fact what structure is there is just kind of bland like Solskjaer said at the weekend that they need to find more flow more and more rhythm and be more clinical and take our chances. Well, Jesus, like that he's nearly named everything wrong that could go wrong um, with a team. You flow and rhythm, be more clinical and take chances. Jesus, like if you don't get any of those right, you're in, you're in big trouble. But like looking at United's win, I just think that United do have a lot of young players, but they, they probably lack structure. They, like they brought your man Van der Beek in Still hasn't started the Premier League game. Um, like I don't know, I, I don't know what I can say about United. It was just a terrible result, but or a terrible performance even. But like just to, we were talking about Chelsea. Like I, I I think Chelsea like they're two points behind the the, the lead now at the moment. They're on eighteen points. Um, I I think the the top three that we're looking at at the moment: Spurs, Liverpool, and Chelsea. I wouldn't be surprised if those are the top three come the end of the season. I still give United the fighting chance to finish fourth, um, but again, it's just going to be a dog fight, and it, it, they're going to have to put through go through several good runs of form by the end of the season, and maybe there's not nothing there to suggest that they will. Um, but like we just kind of before we move on to talk about the Leeds match yesterday again, and just kind of looking at that top three. Do you think the top three, Liverpool, Chelsea and Spurs, like I think, look, we can take it as a given that Liverpool will last the pace and be up, right up there at the end of the season. Chelsea, maybe so. Do you think Spurs will sustain it or do you think they'll Do you think they'll go through with Jose Mourinho run when everything seems to go wrong and nothing will go right? No, I think from what we've seen so far this season, I think Spurs will be there, they're about as well. I think Gareth yeah. Bale still has to click properly just yet. and It still is, it still is in him. Um, and if they can keep kind of Kane and Son um, injury free, I think they they'll last the pace as well. I wouldn't be ruling Leicester out either. Yes, it will be a disappointment yeah. for what happened yesterday against Liverpool, but um, Leicester are a quality side as well. So I can see. I honestly think that that'll be the top four come the end of the year. Look, you're, you're never going to write out Man City, uh, yeah. but like they want to get their kind of their their act together fairly fast. And look, look from a United point of view. Look, they have a hundred percent win record away from home, and look, hopefully, look, they they they've finally got the win at Old Trafford, so this might yeah kickstart them on a small bit. But um, look, I think the top four as it is right now with Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Leicester, I think that's what we're going to see come the end of the year. 
Yeah, and like I, I look at Leicester where they, it's kind of it's kind of what you get with Brendan Rodgers really. They can be really good, like they beat um like they've won like they beat West Brom three 0 a couple of months ago. They beat Manchester City five two. They won away to Arsenal. They won away to Leeds. But then you look at some of their bad or some of their poorer results. They like they lost at home to West Ham 3-0. They lost to Liverpool 3-0 yesterday. So I I I I wonder what about Leicester, Kevin, just going over the rest of the season and from what we've seen so far, it, it seems to be too much of a mixture of good and bad and not enough of average. No, I get what you mean, but I honestly do think after the way they kind of collapsed after lockdown, uh, when they came back in and they, they missed out in the Champions League, I think that'll still hurt a lot of that team and I think that'll be the motivation yeah. that he'll use to drive on. Um, look, they're only one win away from being top of the league and uh, as I say, like, I, I do think they have the the stamina to stay with, with, with the other top three. I think they will be there come the end of the year. Yeah, look, and, and look, when you have a striker like Jamie Vardy in your team, he, he'll give you a chance, definitely. I think they um, have, like, like they have Fulham up next that, like, if you can get back into winning ways, so like they have Fulham and then Sheffield United after that, like, so, so they're, they're playing kind of, and then Brighton after that. So look, look, they have three games coming up, um, which are kind of all the bottom five. So look, if they can get nine points out of that, like they, they should be top of the table, you'd imagine, um, just before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they're definitely, they definitely will be up there with the show. There's no doubt about it. I think they are a fine side, and look, I think they were unfortunate not to finish to the top four last year. As you said, they kind of collapsed after the lockdown in United caught them, um, but like still, Leicester did very well to bring it to the last game of the season. But look, thankfully, from my point of view, United got in. But um, yeah, there's no doubt. I think Leicester will will be there or thereabouts, um, and just. Before we wrap up on the Premier League action for this week, um, Leeds had a, a, a decent result yesterday. They they drew nil all at home to Arsenal. Now Arsenal were down to ten men, um, for a lot of that game, and I saw the last half an hour of it. And from from what I saw, I'd wager that Leeds actually dropped two points rather than gaining a point there. Yeah, I, I won't lie to you. Kind of, you're, you're getting a small bit fed up with these kind of. Small victories were look yes we're, mm. we're proving that we should be there but you know unless we can actually score and convert chances we won't be there for yes we'll survive this season but like they they need to go out and find a proper striker a hard working striker that isn't just your target man of give it to Benford with an open goal um again like twenty plus shots sixty six percent possession um absolutely thrown Arsenal. At Arsenal's game, which is keep the ball, pass the ball, and attack, and it just and I like that. Yeah, playing against ten men for was it forty minutes of the game. So just it was just yeah. yes, there's great kind of optimism and potential around the club, but unless they start scoring goals, um, it's not going to be a very happy year, I fear. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Look, um, like I, I, I don't think that Leeds are gonna are are gonna be in trouble at the at the bottom half of the table uh, come the end of the season. I think there's a lot a lot other teams poorer than Leeds. But look, I, I think what's important for Leeds and I, I actually look in a normal normal times you'd think that drawing the lot of home to Arsenal was a decent result. But when you look at their last five games, there's only one one of them. Um, they had a very good start and they, it kind of 
it plateaued since. Um, I, I still think there's a lot of potential in this Leeds team. I think they, they're exciting to watch. Um, I think the way they're playing and the way they keep the ball and so on, I think that's it, it gives them a good platform. They mightn't always get the results, but they'll be there or thereabouts. So, look, I, I think it probably was two points dropped for them yesterday. I think Arsenal were there for the taking. Um, I think Arsenal did very well to hang on. And I think, look, I think a lot of sometimes a lot of this sometimes comes down to luck. Like, Leeds hit the post, hit the crossbar, they hit everything but the back of the net yesterday in the last half an hour. So, I think on another day, they could have actually won that game quite comfortably. Yeah, look, as I say, kind of, Maybe if we had a, a different striker up front, or look like on any on any different day, kind of yeah, look we yeah we hit the crossbar post three times, the woodwork three times, um, and look it just unfortunately just didn't happen, um, in the final third. But from a Leeds point of view, the, the positives are certainly a clean sheet after kind of leaking a lot of goals our last three four games. Good to see Calvin Phillips back after a month, and like that kind of showing up the defence, and so at least we were tight at the back. Um, so look onwards and upwards we, we've, we've everything away next week everything who, who got their season back on track as well yesterday um, so yeah. that should be a great contest two attacking teams and let's see what happens it should be absolutely and look I think I think look I think we're all glad to have the Premier League back and like the GA season is coming to an end now and look I think however the next couple of months pan out regarding the restrictions and lockdowns and everything, I think any of us who, who are interested in sports in the Premier League will be glad to have that distraction there. So, look, as you said, it's onwards and upwards for Leeds. They're away to Everton next week. They, that should be a very good game and I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, so, we'll leave it there for this week for the Premier League. Kevin, thanks very much for joining us, um, or joining me rather. Um, and... We'll talk to you again next week. And for any of you who are interested, we're going to be doing the GA podcast as well in another um, half an hour or so. We'll probably release that in the morning. Um, So hopefully you'll tune into that as well. So thanks very much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week.